0: what it do baby yeah yo what it do what it do baby let's fucking go baby let's go oh my gosh i am so hyped right now man i am fresh off of a game three dub in dallas and boy oh boy did we have a stressful ass game tonight um i don't have much of a script for this game um i tweeted earlier on twitter but for before we get into anything welcome back to shoot the tray episode 29 i want to first apologize for not having any episodes out after going down to oh man i was just so so disappointed annoyed sad literally every emotion that a clipper fan constantly feels um everything a clipper fan goes through that's what i was feeling Um, I just didn't feel like talking about the scene for more than five minutes. Um, I did try. I tried to record a ton of episodes, but I just couldn't handle it. I couldn't take it. But boy, I am here and I am ready to go, baby. Um, I'm going to kind of wing this episode, to be honest, because once the Clippers went down like 20, like 30 to 11, I scrapped the script and I was just like, what the fuck is going on? And I just was just going to do everything off the dome and I'm going to continue to do that i'm just gonna i do kind of remember um you know some key points or whatever Uh, i'm just gonna kind of you know see how it goes um so yeah like i said i want to apologize for lack of episodes uh i'll kind of talk about game one and two real quick um game one i was pretty scared of i can't lie um obviously you know our guys have been off for like a week a week and a half or so and obviously you know the whole week off, the whole team had rest, and then those last two games you tanked uh, without Quiet PG. So technically, Quiet PG didn't play for like two whole weeks. So I kind of chalked up Game One to that. Was just, there wasn't much intensity at all from the Clippers, and the Mavs were making insane shots. And um, I'll always have my questions about the Mavericks, uh, the Clippers wanting the Mavericks uh instead of portland i'll always have my questions about that especially if we end up losing this series but i ain't on that type of time right now man i am hyped as fuck right now we have a chance man we have action that's all i'm gonna say um so yeah uh, game one a, a nooner was a- the game was at one thirty or whatever and i was pretty uh i was pretty scared going to that game like where the guys gonna be ready um i mean this maps team is looking for revenge and uh boy are they looking for it man they are making some insane shots there they're, they've they been off the charts the mavericks quite literally they have been off the charts um and before i get into game two make sure you guys do follow me on twitter at trey lac underscore just like two clipper games watch a ton of games you know just give my analysis you know have some film every now and then uh just posted you know just be doing my thing man i just be chilling uh have, uh interact with a lot of you guys as much as i can i have a ton of fun doing it so yeah if you guys like that kind of stuff make sure you guys follow me on twitter trey lac underscore that is t-r-e-y-l-a-c underscore and I did temporarily change my Twitter at, but it just didn't feel right. I changed it to just my name with an underscore at the end. Uh, it just didn't feel right. So, you know, I went back to it. I went back to Trail AC because it just felt right. You know, when I say it in the podcast, it just feels good coming off the tongue or whatever. Um, so, yeah, let's get into Game 2. I'm not going to really – I'm going to go over it really quick. It was just more of the same in Game 2. It was a lot more disappointing because it, um, Game 2 was definitely a must-win. And obviously, you know, the Clippers lost – Being at home down 1-0, you have to come out with a sense of urgency. And that sense of urgency was never there. Um, They came out. They were lackadaisical again on both sides of the ball. Uh, A lot of this goes on Ty Lue as well. I hate blaming coaches, but a lot of it was on Ty Lue with, you know, his rotations were laughable. Uh, He had too complicated of a defensive scheme. Um, You know, trying to stop too much at once instead of just picking your poison. It was just too complicated for a team that was suspect on defense for most of the year. Obviously, you know, the Clippers ended up being a top 10 defense. I believe they were 8th or ninth or whatever. They might even been 7th, you know, to finish the year. But, you know, a team that's never been really, like, fantastic on defense, you know, with the foot speed. Uh, It's always been an issue all year. I mean, having too complicated of a defensive scheme was never it. And it showed in the first two games. You know, the Clippers lost those first two games because of their defense. Their offense was fine, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I mean, quiet PG, these first three games now have been incredible, doing what superstars do. Paul George has been so, so good, Um, you know, in these playoffs so far. I mean, the pandemic P, the playoff P jokes have been really, really at a minimum because of how great Paul George has been. Um, these first three games, this is—he's been so good. Same with Kawhi Leonard having a one of his best playoff games ever in Game Two. Um, let's let's talk about that. Kawhi getting literally anything he wanted. The Mavs have no answers for Kawhi or PG. I mean, you could say the same with us about Luca, but. The Mavericks have no answers for Kawhi or PG. I mean, no one can guard him. Maxi Kaliba is not checking Kawhi. I mean, you got to give, you know, Maxi Kleba the benefit of the doubt to some extent. I mean, with that sore Achilles, he's been questionable like every single one of these games. So, you know, I got to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt there. But, I mean, Kawhi still torched him last postseason as well. So, I mean, Kawhi is just him, man. And Paul George being that second star um, has done everything that he's needed to. I mean, 29 points on 11 of 18. He was 10 to 12 in the first half, which is insane. Uh, he was just, he, the end of the second quarter, he made like six shots in a row or something. Kawhi Leonard started out like 7-7 seven seven from the field. He finished 13-17, 36 points for Kawhi. It's just virtuoso performances from them too. And let's talk about the first two games. Let's talk about the role players. Marcus Morris Sr. was atrocious. Uh, he was so, so bad, missing every wide open three. I mean, and you expected this, you know, him to be wide open. You know, obviously Kawhi PG getting... ton of attention you knew Marcus Morris was going to be so so important that x-factor if you will in these first two in these first like in all the postseason however far this team goes Marcus Morris is going to be a huge part of that obviously you know you only go as far as your stars take you but with how great Marcus Morris was this season you just knew he was going to be you knew you just expected him to be so so good in the playoffs and these first two games he really shit the bed man it felt like it really did feel like he was he had anxiety. I mean, Paul George is beginning a game one, airballed like to his first two shots. He responded and has been so good. Um, you know, Marcus Morris has taken a little bit longer to respond, but he's made his last like he was like four for his last like six from three or whatever. He's been um really coming to life. Marcus Morris in that fourth quarter before getting um before fouling out, he had like three threes in that third quarter or that last quarter, all very, very timely threes. Um Really good stuff from Marcus Morris. Let's get on more of the role players. Reggie Jackson inserted into the starting lineup. Uh, very, very questionable move, but Reggie Jackson had 16 points, 6 of 12 from field, 4 of 10 from deep, and had a ton of timely buckets tonight. Reggie Jackson continuing to do his thing. Uh, Rondo, uh, he's been pretty good. He's been all I right. Uh, didn't really like his offense in the third quarter tonight. He just is, I just don't like how Rondo, he's a ball stopper sometimes. I mean, he always is, but... I mean, a lot of the times, you know, he's setting the plays up, but there's some possessions where Rondo will hold the ball for too long and he's forced to take a contested three or just some stupid shot. He just puts too much pressure on himself sometimes to, you know, hold the ball for too long and he has to make that final play at the uh, shot clock buzzer or whatever. And that happened a few times tonight uh, in crucial moments. Uh, Patrick Beverly played six minutes tonight. I think it's time to say goodbye to him in the rotation. Um, I really do think either Rondo, Batum, or Terrence should start in place of him. Um this point forward, I mean, Reggie Jackson, I mean, he played really well tonight, so I guess he's going to get the nod from here on out, but if Reggie Jackson ain't working out, I think you got to find more minutes for Terrence Mann, who played 19 tonight, who was really, really good, a plus 18 in his 19 minutes, Rondo was a plus 22 in his 26 minutes, you know, getting uh, Mann, Batum, and Rondo off the bench, I mean, I think that's got to be your eight-man rotation at this point, Um, you know, the starters from tonight, and then Rondo, uh, Batum, and, uh, man, I mean, if you want to swap out Beverly for Reggie Jackson, I wouldn't really agree with you at this point because Patrick Beverly's just not been it. And it just sucks to see, man. I do think, you know, Patrick Beverly's future with this team is very, very uncertain, and it really, really does look like this will be his last year as a Clipper. I mean, at this point, it's just too injury problem. You can't really rely on him at this point. You know, not him not having the reps this season, you know, him being such an important part of this team, you know, in past seasons, especially in the 18-19 season, it's just that he's just not that guy anymore, man. So, yeah, I think you got to kind of move on from him. We'll see what happens in the offseason with him. He has one more year on his contract, like 14, 15 mil or something. We'll see what happens. But, you know, uh, enough of that. Uh, Terrence Mann uh, finally getting his shot uh, in Game 2. He played really well. In Game 3, he had even more time. Played 19 minutes, had 4 points, 6 rebounds, uh, 2 assists, 2 blocks. He had a really nice block on Luka. Um, I don't think I've ever seen that from anyone in the series except for, you know, Terrence Mann. You know, Luca had him on his hip, but Terrence Mann's length, he was able to get his hand up high enough. And uh, one thing with Luca, man, he's really tired out these fourth quarters, uh, which is really, really cool to see. I mean, the Clippers have really made him, especially in this game, they really turned him into a scorer. And granted, he had 44, but the Clippers won by double digits. I mean, keeping, you know, the role players at bay. Uh, with Tim Hardaway Jr. only having 12 points, he's averaged 25 in the series, uh, Maxi Kaliba had 14, uh, he's just been a supernova from deep in this series, I mean, all of the Met Dallas role players, I mean, there's a couple times, you know, Jalen Brunson had 14 on 5-8, 4-6 from deep, um, but you know, uh, a lot of that stuff was, you know, boss rotations, Clippers not staying home on shooters, which is really, really annoying, um, but, yeah, I mean, the Clippers were really, really good. Uh, they were pretty, I mean, inconsistent with the defensive game plan sometimes. You know, really like the fact that Lu was keeping it simple for them. You know, making Luka a scorer, you know, playing him one-on-one for the most part. Um, I didn't like, at the beginning of the game, how Zubats was getting switched on to him again so easily. Uh, Luka is him that I'm talking about. Uh, Zubot's three possessions in a row, was switched on to Luka. Luka got the mouse out to an 8-0 lead. Um... It was 14-3 Dallas at one point, and then it ended up being like 28-11 to or 30-11 to at some point. It was super, super annoying, and the Clippers were just, they were dreadful to start the game again, which is, oh my gosh, it was so, so painful. It was so gut-wrenching to see the team, you know, backs against the wall. The season is on the line. If you lose this game, if you lose game three, your season's over. No team in history has ever come back from 3-0, and the Clippers are definitely not being that first team to ever do it. It's just not Clipper-like, you know? so excuse me i was just super pleased man i'm so happy i'm my confidence was so low man i'm sure you guys was as well and i'm just so happy man we have action we are within striking distance it's not even close to being over if we get a win back uh two wins in a row we go back to staples at 2-2 i'll be there for game five i'm so excited now if we go down 3-1 man I mean, back's against the wall again. Let's let's uh let's come back. Let's do it. I, I have full confidence, man. The Clippers have really They found out some good lineups tonight. I really like the Rondo and Mann minutes. Whenever they play together, good things always happen. You know, Terrence Mann is a guy that I do think has to play 20-plus minutes uh, from here on out, which is crazy to say. I mean, imagine saying that at the beginning of the year. Terrence Mann has to play 20-plus minutes in a playoff series, which is crazy to think about, especially since, you know, the playoffs, the rotation shortens so much. I mean, you can play eight, nine-man rotation, and the fact that Terrence Mann has to be in that rotation is just crazy to think about. Just the development skill that has you know come with him these past this past year has been phenomenal um the clippers played technically eight guys tonight you don't really want to count beverly who played six minutes um just didn't look good i mean he had one scuffle with uh luca i think it was and that was pretty much it he had two points he had like a floater or something from that left side um banked in and off the glass i'm pretty sure but beverly he's just pro- he's probably gonna catch dmp's from this point i mean Six minutes is a really good indicator of him not being uh, really a factor in the series anymore. And I don't blame Ty Lu. It's a good deci- decision, which is, you know, it's sad to see Pat Bev, you know, not play crucial minutes anymore. But, I mean, he just can't do it anymore. His body really can't handle it. Kawhi and PG, 42 minutes for Kawhi, 41 for PG, who are both phenomenal tonight. I just can't. I can't thank my stars enough for being superstars. You know, when the moment, when they needed it the most, man, when the season was on the line, our superstar show tonight, and you have to be appreciative of that. And uh, I do think they'll be they'll be back for game four, man. They're going to have, they're going to be great. Marcus Morris has found his shot, which is beautiful. I'm so happy to see Marcus Morris back after, you know, really struggling those first two games. It's been such a delight to see him, you know, do his thing again. Uh, let's read some stat lines. I read uh, pretty much every Clipper stat, Batum finally getting more minutes tonight. We are all clamoring for more Nicholas Batum minutes. Who played 27 minutes tonight. 8 points, five uh, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 3-5 uh, from the field. It's exactly what you want from Nicholas Batum. He was a plus 7 tonight. I mean, in 27 minutes, that's a really good line for him. Um, you know, guarding with his length. You know, switching on to Luka, you have no issue with that. He's he's pretty good, you know. You know, Rondo had some time on Luca today. Um, you know, he picked up a few fouls. Um, he had 4 fouls tonight, but, you know um if there's any guard that you do want on Luca I mean you don't have you have you don't have as much of an issue with Rondo on him as you do you know Patrick Beverly um I mean I guess at this point Patrick Beverly and uh Reggie Jackson obviously I mean you like uh you like I I would I, I don't mind having Terrence Mann on him as well with uh you know Terrence Mann's a better defender you know at this point uh than a few of our guards so you know all in all man clippers win 118 108 i'm so so happy man i'm so relieved um we have one day off of rest so, you know none of those two-day breaks anymore so the clippers will be somewhat rested you know obviously you know american airlines is going to be electric again so you got to be ready for that and i do think the clippers will be ready i do think Lu figured out some good lineups tonight and i'm super excited for that um and yeah man clippers win 118 108 um it's 2-1 series, man. We are almost there. We have action. It's not over yet. It ain't even close to being over, baby. So, Luca had 44-9-9 nine and nine tonight. One steal, five turnovers. Uh, really seemed to be tired at the end of the game. Um, and that's all that—that's all you can ask for, man. Just tire him out. Be physical with him. You know, run him through actions. The Clippers were running him through actions at the end of the game, I believe. And uh, that really tired him out, man. I mean, Rondo had a few layups and clutch time, you know, blowing right past Luca. It was super cool to see. It was super nice. You know, really... Really good game planning. Um, you know, just just you just got these guys gotta be more disciplined, man. I mean, obviously, you know, a couple of times they were watching rotations, you know, uh collapsing the paint when not needed. I mean, there's a few times where Paul George had Luca contained, and then uh someone, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. was standing outside of the three-point line and you had a few guys, you know, collapse um off of Tim Hardaway Jr. or Maxi Kleber or Jalen Brunson and they hit that three. So you can't do that. You gotta stay disciplined, you know. Know your personnel, man. That's the bottom line. Just know your personnel. And uh, the game plan should not change from here on out. I mean, you just saw Luca drop damn near 50, and the Clippers still won by double digits. And all of us on Twitter have been clamoring to make Luca a scorer, and that's exactly what the guys did tonight. Really good game recognition from the guys. And uh, on to game four, baby. We here. We here. We ain't getting swept by nobody, baby. Um, let's head on out to game four. Let's make something happen. Let's make history. Let's make it to the second round and beyond, baby. Let's let's just win game four first. Let's do it um i'm gonna pretty much wrap this podcast up thank you guys again uh i apologize uh for the lack of episodes um uh hopefully we'll be back for game four i plan on doing another episode for game four so I'll be on the lookout for that i'm excited man game four is gonna be Liddy in my city let's get it if you guys did not follow me on twitter it is at trey lac underscore that is t-r-e-y-l-a-c underscore and i'll see you guys after game four peace